You're listening to the Renegade Blitz, the best podcast for Steelers fans by Steelers fans. Follow us on Twitter at Renegade Blitz, at RBlitzPod, and at Blitz Videos. Read articles on RenegadeBlitz.com, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. And welcome back to the Renegade Blitz podcast. I'm Ty Polk with Chris Ward and Brandon Walker. A heartbreaker yesterday in Miami. The Steelers lose 16-10. to 10. Uh, The big story is, of course, interceptions on both sides of the aisle. On one side, you have the Steelers in terms of opportunities to have game-changing plays defensively, even though the defense after that first quarter really settled down and pitched a shutout in the second half for the most part. It's the interceptions, opportunity for easy, easy plus territory drives for the offense that went aside. And I think there were things that would have set up the Steelers in plus territory that did not go well for the team. Uh, Of course, there's also talk about there's a lot of people in this town. It's always been a, a, a battle ever since. Pickett was drafted or the thought of taking a quarterback this draft, of course, uh, Kenny Pickett, two opportunities to put up the game-winning drive. And the first drive, I say that, man, dude was dealing. It felt like it was inevitable that they were going to score, and then it didn't happen due to the penalties. Then on the second drive, he drove again. He actually completed an NFL throw on fourth down in the middle of the field to Pat Fryer move that set them up, but uh, rookie mistake. He He's trying to do too much. He has a running lane that could easily let him be out of bounds. Instead, he opts to throw it to Deontay Johnson in the end zone near the uh, near side of the camera or wherever side of the camera it is on the near side somewhere. And it gets picked off. Game over. And that's the story of the game. And it's been a back-and-forth tug of war between the factions of Steeler Nation. You got some that are saying Kenny's not the guy. It has to be done. They have to go the way of Josh Rosen to Kyler Murray for him next year. Or they're saying, like many rational people probably should do, is this is his third NFL start. So, Brandon, you get the first take because you are the credentialed reporter. You've been in the room. You've seen at least the the emotions that maybe can't exactly be picked up by cameras. So what are your thoughts? Uh, well, we should hold him accountable for what his performance was, three interceptions. We don't care if there's a snafu in their performance, you know. You have to just be better. You got to play better. You got to make better decisions with the ball. Um, defense, I know they dropped some picks, dropped some opportunities, but what what the hell were they going to do with it? To be honest with you, they had what? F- See, the off defense pitched a shutout. Dolph- Miami pitched a shutout too. So it just depends on, like, it's the Canada dry offense that needs to be fixed. And you came up with a solution, Ty online just joking around which would be a tenable solution frank wright 
And before yeah. I go, we go back to you. We're going to include Chris in this podcast before we just have a one-on-one podcast. So how do you feel about, how would you feel about Chris Wright? Uh, I mean, Frank White. Oh, right. yeah. it can't be any worse than Matt Canada. I mean, the Canada, like the, the most points the Steelers have scored this year is 20. You know, uh, overall 23 in the first game. But, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick had a pick six in that game. And they had to go to overtime. So this offense is uh, it's abysmal, really. And uh, I, I can't believe I, – I don't know if Canada's going to last after uh, the bye week. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how he can. I think Tomlin made a, a big mistake, you know, keep uh, or hiring him in the first place, uh, you know. And now he's kind of just sticking with him because I don't think he wants to admit that he made a bad decision of, of hiring him. But as far, as far as Kenny Pickett, yeah, like those last two interceptions, that, that wasn't on Matt Canada. That was clearly on a, a Pickett. You know, the first one, Claypool, you know, got tripped or he fell. But, uh, you know, the, the second one, he forced it. It was third and 16. They got backed up, you know, after the, the quarterback sneak, uh, you know, legal motion was called and there was a holding penalty. And, uh, you know, that wasn't even a good ball. It was wobbly. It was raining there. And he just forced it. And then the last one, uh, he should have just ran ran for the first down, went out of bounds, or just threw it away. It just, you know, both of them, he really just he forced both of them. Mm. Yeah. I've got a question. Yeah. Do you think that that might be a real issue, his hands being too small? He can't really play in the elements like that, of games like that. He has to have two gloves on or – when it's when it gets real cold, because it it gets cold. I mean, they don't play up until the they're, they're going to be playing December football here in Pittsburgh. It pit your season ends in October in November, late November. You might get a cold game, but you're gonna you're gonna deal with real cold, and also you're gonna be playing in real cold, real elements, and all that other stuff. So. Do you think that could be an issue for him? I, I did. I mean, it raised my eyebrows when I saw that the second interception. It was a wobbly pass and everything. You know, I know it was raining, but, I mean, I was like, my God, it was, was a terrible pass, you know, for an NFL quarterback to make. Yeah, I mean, it, it raises a concern. But you, you have to wonder, is there adjustments? Is there a countermeasure that he can do that can – limit that because uh, again the past the fryer move he drove that like most nfl quarterbacks so the yeah, that, question, that was a big time throw yeah that was a that was a big time lead your tight end wide receiver throw and he had to get everything on it and and look everyone wants to see a perfect spiral and all that stuff and everybody wants to see 70 yard bombs out there but what so many people say on TV, and I'm going to say this out here so people understand this, arm strength is not how far you can launch it. It's how quick you can get it to the receiver. Uh, but can you do it, though? I'm talking about that could be an issue for him in the future. And also, it could just be – we need to see how good he is. Now they're talking about maybe doing a platoon system with Trubisky and Pickett. <laughs> well, like what they do in college like, football? I don't, <laughs> like rotating? What, I what mean, you mean, you're a college offense. You got a college offense. You got a college offense. No, I'm not a fan of the, the rotating. I see it 
whenever I watch Duquesne, because that's what they do, they they have a quarterback that they replace with because the backup quarterback can push the ball down the field uh, f- further. So, which doesn't really make a lot of sense. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not really, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really a big fan of uh, you know rotating quarterbacks, even the college level. It, they got right with Pickett. You know, they made the decision. Uh, you know, he has to go through these growing pains. You know, he's a rookie quarterback. You know, people got to understand. Yeah, Roethlisberger would have won that game against the Jets and the Dolphins. But uh, you know, this is what you get with a rookie quarterback. Yeah, what do you what do you expect the guy to go out there as a Hall of Famer and just go out there and and win the game for you? Would it be nice at this yeah, stage? Yeah, yes. yes, it would be really nice at this. Yeah, stage. the Steelers fans expect something like that. They do. Yeah, most I mean, rookie quarterbacks are usually not really that great either. I mean, and he's a Trevor Lawrence was a second year quarterback, and he just. And he made the he made the throw, but it got stopped the yard short. Yeah, and and it when happened. you're a quarterback that's twentieth or you know later, like the odds of being good are, are usually even you know you know you know worse really. Everyone's everyone's getting on it with with age and NFL ready. NFL ready is for me the definition of NFL ready after hearing it through there through the entire draft process and then seeing seeing how an NFL ready quarterback is it's can you give your can you give yourself a chance out there and look everybody can say they're not happy with the outcome i'm not happy with the outcome but for him to get down the field in a critical situation like that the next the next step is finishing and that's an entire situation with the Steelers offense at this point it's been the the problem for the past two years really since you can argue after the Dallas game in in 2020 it's can you finish off drives can you finish a drive that begins the game that begins the second half especially whenever you love to defer to the second half it gives you options. You don't have to force the ball down the field in a two-minute drill. You can take your time, and if it's not there for you, take the field goal, and then you go back out there and get the touchdown. That's the thing with the Steelers right now. It's about finishing. It's about making the right play calls. It's about making the right decisions. It's it's being right in the end. I have no idea what you said, but <clears throat> what was you talking about? I think he was going out a little bit. Well, as, as you can see, that's that's the love of uh, restream. So that that clearly failed. <laughs> so um, basically, the it was an entire diatribe about it's about finishing for this team. They can't finish drives to begin the game. They can't finish drives to begin the half. They can't finish a drive. What makes you think they're going to finish a drive at the end of the game right now? Of course, they can't finish games. Period. The defense has hard has hard. I mean, last couple of days they, they had a hard time finishing games last year and this year. What do you want That's to say about the positive is right now for for the Steelers' offense? I'd say one positive for this that that you're hoping. Is, is steps by the end of the season is that sometimes when they have the ball, 
they actually hold on to it for a little bit. It, it's sixteen ten our final score for a reason. Yeah. So that's one thing you're worried, worried about. They're still they're still maddening three and outs, but when you look at the other side, the Dolphins do did it too. That's the reason why they had two shots to win this game at the end through it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no points by either, either team there in the second half. It was like uh, a ton of punts. It was kind of a boring game, real to that. Like, I don't know, I'm not a big fan of, you know, that many punts, but I mean, the fourth quarter was entertaining. Like, you know, Pickett, you know, driving them down the field, but, you know, came up short both times. It was, you know, just, uh, you know, Tomlin said it right. Like, the Dolphins made the plays. Like, they, they made the interceptions while the, the Steelers had four drop interceptions. Bingo. That's, that was the difference. That was the difference, but. I can't blame the defense for this loss at all. I don't care. Drops, interception. They gave him a chance to win after that first 10 minutes. Because you was, we was like, oh, we was going to do the Twitter sphere, but you was like, Brandon's about to explode. Oh, it wasn't. I was about to explode because I did not expect you that. You guys were. From Tua. You guys I mean, need to. I knew uh, that he was. I thought it was going to take a little bit of time. I did not think that it was going to be in the first 10 minutes that they just go out there and and just dime, 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 good run, dime, 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 touchdown. Yeah, it was it was the first uh, first quarter it was it was getting a little ugly there, but you know they they uh bounced back and then they, they bounced back. You know they did the best they could. If you had a TJ Watt back there make a turnover. Then you win that game, but they didn't have T.J. Watt. They had what? What? And what in the world happened to Highsmith yesterday? He did not record a single statistic. Yeah, I mean, he didn't. He, the only quarterback hit was from Malik Reed, and you know they had no sacks. So yeah, Highsmith, it, he was he was awfully quiet. Well, this is the pressure defense, and that's what happens. Um, he got forced around. He got forced around the edge by tackle for Miami. I know that there was one time in which he had an opportunity at Tua that I remember vividly. But yeah, aside from that, there really wasn't much much else with it. Uh, just taking just taking a look at all, all this stuff. Um, what what are the what are the positives from this game uh, aside from the defense? I, I mean, Najee Harris. I, I don't have his rushing totals right in front of me right now. My computer. What the hell was he doing? Like leaping for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. He was leaping for no reason, but he did have a few runs where he, he finally got around the corner, which was like, thank you. Where's that been? He looked like he had more of a, you know, you know, burst, you know, in his step. I mean, I think with not having that steel play, it was really, Helped him, and I, I thought the offensive line blocked better as run blocking. Like Kevin Donson actually had a really good game, um, but uh, they had Derek Watt in there as a fullback too. More than I noticed as a lead blocker. Hold up, what, how much is he making? What is this? Derek, how much is he making per year? Like two million um, or something. Uh, it's like huh? three million. I, th- I don't know for sure, but I think it's like three million. So you're basically no, paying him three million to be a gunner. So you're basically you're paying him three million. Oh, go ahead. Najee oh. Harris had 17 carries for 65 yards. Congratulations. Okay, 
You're paying yeah. DJ, uh, Derek Watt $3 million for what? To be a gunner? Uh, yeah, like, I mean, it, it, it's 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 mind-boggling, really. I mean, I'm glad they played him more. I don't know what the official snap count was, but, you yeah. know, he was leading as a blocker there for Najee Harris. And it seemed like, they, they, you know, they're they doing better and everything. But yeah. offense is just, just way too inconsistent. You know, the penalties and everything, just like the, what they're doing is, like, they, they shoot themselves in the foot and, like, they do exactly what a bad football team does. Like, they had third and one, and they are called for a legal motion and then uh, Dan Moore Jr. got called for a holding penalty, and like their setup with third and sixteen is just, uh, it's just unbelievable. And then he has, he has to force it, and then yeah. can we get rid of this tight end screen, please? Because this is getting, <laughs> this is that, that's a Canada Dry special right there, the tight end screen. It worked or, or the, last the year. Shovel, yeah, the shovel pass to the to your slowest player on the on the offense, Gentry, uh, and they did the screen to Gentry also. It was, yeah, so Matt can't. And, it wasn't, even, you, it you, wasn't you, even the guy that did the tight end screen last year. It was Raider. Yeah, you, you mentioned uh, the where Najee Harris was jumping and stuff. Well, the Dolphins made uh, they had a safety blitz on that play, and it was like a bunch set to the right, and uh, Matt Canada called a play to the left to the weak side. So like where they were outnumbered. Uh, Trey Essick, the former Steelers offensive line, he he mentioned this on Twitter. He he. But uh, uh, he posted a photo of the play and he showed it like strong side to the right, and then he runs to the left where the Dolphins had brought that blitz. So what is that? Is that is that just dumb luck on on that part, or is that trying to? I mean, you hear about the unbalanced line type stuff, and I've seen it, yeah. Chris, Brandon. We've watched enough high school football this year to see that we've definitely. I've at least once seen an unbalanced line play, though that's high school. That's not the pros. Yeah, more and, likely those pros can make that play. Yeah, I mean Trey has like he 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 put it on uh, Matt Canada saying it was like poorly planned, poorly uh, you know you know offensive schematics wise. Um, you know you're right. It could have been just a great defensive call for that play, but uh, Najee Harris really didn't have a chance on that play. I'm not giving Matt Canada props, by the way. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I'm just being nice. Did, did right, you guys right. see that stat where the, the, the Steelers receivers, they mentioned during the broadcast that uh, the receivers have the most uh, handoffs in the league. So, you know, most of them, you know, jet sweeps. Uh, they tried that double reverse, I think, that didn't, didn't work at all. So I'm so glad that I that I missed that because I think I would have lost my entire mind seeing a double reverse in 2022. Defenses yeah. are too fast for that. And I know that everybody is out here saying, I hate RP. Oh, right now. Well, guess what? That's a part of the league. And that's a learning thing. I, I'd, I'd see a million RPOs before I see a double reverse that is in like Madden NFL 06. Yeah. For some, didn't more, they, I didn't even like running them then. Yeah. They, the they double reverses. A legal man downfield for the RPOs all the time for some reason. Well, welcome, welcome to the growing pains of not really running RPOs and then deciding, well, yeah. we gotta have one new, we gotta have one new wrinkle out there to make a defense think a little. But, but yeah. the thing is, again, with with it, with, with court, you have to look at it like this: here's an offensive line that has never ran an RPO like this probably since they were in college, and then you have a quarterback who's trying to adjust to the NFL in which it's no longer five yards downfield. It's one yard downfield for that. It's, it's a cacophony of 
suck, for lack of a better term. Yes. Yes, it, it sucks. It totally sucks. But what are you going to do? Question. You want to make easy plays, right? That's an easy play. Yeah. You know what the easy play is? Find number 14 and throw on the ball. That's an easy play for you. How about that? Yeah, I, I said this. I said this on Twitter. Man, that 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 final drive in the first half, that's a glimpse of something where you just try not to be you try not to be the smartest man in the room and just say, We got athletes. Chase Claypool is an athlete. He he tripped on someone else's feet, but he's still an athlete. George Pickens, he's him, power huff girls and all. <laughs> and and Deontay Johnson, now that he seems to got everything reined in check and picket likes him about as much as any other receiver that isn't named Pickens or Fryer move over the middle. So, yeah, they they have the athletes to do something about this. It's just about telling Matt Canada, stop trying to be the smartest man in the room, and if you're going to use your athletes, please don't make it a jet sweep. <laughs> Why do you say he's smart? Because if he'd be twice, twice as smart, he'd still be stupid. Well, I try to, I try to be nice to NFL coordinator. I try to be nice. I really try to be nice because if I was look, look, Brandon, if I was like you, I'd be cursing all over the place right now. So instead, I I choose to be nice, and and that's and that's the meanest thing I could do because if, if I was being generous, that would be normal. Nice is me being mean right now. Yeah, you be you are being a. Uh, just being mean right now. Exactly. You need you gotta comport oh, yourself a little bit better. But it doesn't seem that bad. Can you say, no, I'm just joking. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm. I, I think I, I'm like every other Steeler supporter. I, I, I'm not going to use the word fan anymore. Uh, supporter. Basically, you, you want to see them do well, and it stinks. You haven't felt this since 2003 right now, where that's it. There's not much coming around the corner right now. You know, they had a couple, you know, eight and eight seasons, but, uh, you know, it depends on how they do, you know, moving forward. But, you know, this week on, on Sunday is going to be a tough game because undefeated, uh, you know, Eagles. So and they're probably looking at two and six going into the bye week. So, well, let's. Uh, no. Everyone's talked about this hellacious stretch for the Steelers. So why don't we one take a look what's happening after that? Because frankly, that's where things get interesting for me at least. Because it's like, all right, hell stretch is over. Can they do something from there? And, and the Bucks are. You talking about after the Philadelphia game? Yes, yeah, and, and the Bucks are not as good no. as people thought about. You know, uh, you know, leading. They're you know, facing the New Orleans, back. Indianapolis, Atlanta, the Seahawks again. The Jag. Oh wait, that's the preseason. My no, bad. they don't play the Seahawks. That, stupid ESPN. Uh, yeah, I mean the Colts and the Falcons are about as hot as a mess as it gets right now. <laughs> At least the Falcons. Have some general idea of what they want to do. 
Uh, the Raiders, that's a game that I think everyone's going to be up <sighs> for because it's Christmas Eve. Uh, the Panthers are the Panthers right now. So, yeah, that's three wins, hopefully. But maybe they'll go undefeated against the NFC South. That'd be <laughs> that'd be nice. But then again, they're gonna drop a game with Dewey Light, yo. It does confirm that they're terrible. Like they'll they'll lose to they'll have, they'll have a low bar Tomlin special. Do you give them any chance? You'd be like, no, <laughs> no. Uh, they have a good, they have I a mean, good quarterback duo, uh, the Eagles. That, that's what I'm worried about. Pickett, the, the amount of interceptions that he's been been throwing lately. Darius Slay, big play Slay. Yeah, and and uh, Bradbury. Yeah, oh, James Bradbury. That was going to yeah. be. A... <clears throat> yeah, it's rough. It's going to be rough. There's always a chance, but I doubt it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the spread's 11 points right now. So. Uh, Oh, it's, it's gonna be, and, and they haven't won in Philadelphia since 1965. I, I know they don't play like every year, but still, that, that's a pretty crazy stat. And they don't really have much success against Philadelphia, period. Even with Roethlisberger at, at quarterback. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um. I mean, what what else takes from the Dolphins game? Can you guys think about uh, um. It wasn't really um, a great game, like I said. It was like uh, the, the Dolphins came out hot. They scored on their first three possessions. They were up 13 nothing, and they their offense fell apart in the second half. You know, so the Steelers really, I mean, wasn't a whole lot of scoring going on. The 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 reinvigoration of Chase Claypool. I mean, yes, everybody wants to say about the trip feet, but these last two weeks, he looks more like the guy that had four touchdowns against Philadelphia. I mean, that's one thing you could say. The wide receivers are – the wide receivers and tight ends, when the ball is thrown their way, unless the defense makes a heroic play at this point, uh, they they tend to be – they tend to make the catch right now, which is always encouraging over the last two years with this team. What else? Terrell Edmonds. Uh, basically yeah, he played well. Step for step right, with right. Tyreek Hill because if Tyreek Hill gets any shot at that ball, easy touchdown. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Minka had a good game. I thought he had a big hit there on the goal line that broke up a a pass. Um, Dare I say that might have actually gotten gotten the defense back in order? Right. I mean, in terms of it, it's the defense minus minus the inability to put two hands onto the ball. Devin Bush. After that one play, he played well. I'm actually starting to be after the the past the past month. I'm actually a little bit proud of him. I don't think it's always gonna be sunshine and rainbows with Devin Bush, but hey, if you want to, if if you want any consolation, I seen a I seen a gra- something about Devin White, the other Devin that the Steelers could have got, you know, Tampa Bay Bucks and all that stuff. He's he's among the tops in missed tackles. So, I mean, in, in in terms of everything, it probably wasn't a good linebacker class. But that's just assuming it off of those two. And Devin White actually did did play pretty well in the Super Bowl. So yeah, he, right. I'm, I mean, I, I I take a look at this and I go, 
I come I come out of this with better expectations for the defense after that because they have three minds that are for for what everyone will probably disagree with with at least two of the three that are elite defensive minds. So you kind of expect the defense to go out there and after a while be able to adjust. So defensive adjustments I'm I'm very very pleased with this team over the last two weeks. Defensive game plans of course against Tampa was pretty good. It didn't work out early, but but again that's where the adjustments came through that I'm actually pretty happy with in terms of it. Now it's just about the offense finishing and maybe getting some guy in there that's trying not to do too much. I don't want to call him smart because Brandon is going to kill me. Yeah, I agree with what you said about Devin Bush. He's actually looked a lot better this year. He looks more confident. You know, maybe Brian Flores has a role in that. But, yeah, I think the defense, uh, you know, after those uh, – um, after, um, you know, the, the three possessions that they gave up that result in points, they really, uh, you know, hammered down and they're playing, uh, you know, really well. But um, <clears throat> the the thing that, that that's really hurting them right now is they, they, they miss T.J. Watt a lot. I mean, only one sack – or no, no, no sacks, but only one quarterback hit – uh, they need more of that, and they they got to capitalize on those turnovers. Like they, they were right there, they could have had you know multiple turnovers. The Cam Sutton one was the one that really got me. Is like the ball was right in his hands, uh, and uh, the Dolphins ended up kicking a field goal there right right at the end of the half. So uh, th- those are the two points. But uh, they they held Waddle and you know Hill you know for the most part in check really. Oh yeah, and the putter is terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's he's just not it. We gave him a pass last year because number one he was a rookie. Number two he had a lot going on. But this year we, he's just proving that he the Steelers need an upgrade in the punter position. You, you can't. It's crazy how much bad luck this team has had really since I was born with punters. Sepulveda, Hurt, Mitch Berger. He didn't really have to punt with the greatest show on turf, the best offense ever. Uh, what else? Uh, Chris Gardaki, I don't really remember much. I was about to say, I was like, you're missing your favorite punter that you always mention. <laughs> Who's my favorite punter? <laughs> Chris Gardaki or whatever. I don't really – have I ever yeah. talked about Chris Gardaki once on this podcast? Maybe the first year of the podcast. You remember the one podcast we were doing where we were bringing up, like, all these random Steelers and you – like, Jay uh, – who's the the uh, Jay Reams or the tight end or what it was? Jay Reamersma. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jay Reamersma. For a while, the, the Steelers were the most uh, derp of talent at tight end ever. It, it made me put – it made me put Eric Ebron as, as at least in my lifetime, a top three tight end. Yeah, I think that's when it was. It was it was during the Ebron years, so like twenty twenty, uh, and 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 we somehow got talking about Chris Gardaki and how Chris Gardaki was the Brandon. Yeah, <laughs> I've lost my Gardaki. mind. Gardaki, <laughs> wow, we is crushing this. Um. Yeah, Brandon. Do you have any last things before we wrap this up? We we also we want to make sure our credential reporter has 
his words in before we adjourn. Yeah, Brad, uh, give us, give what, us your hot take for the week. They're going to lose. I think they're going to lose in Philly. <laughs> they need to fire the offensive coordinator on the bye week. The Canada Dry offense has ran dry. And uh, I have nothing else right now. Well, we'll count it down from there. Uh, next up is the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll have someone in on the podcast for that. For the live for the live shot, expect Wednesday and Thursday. And if we don't have it, and if we don't have it for you Thursday night, then we're just gonna do it ourselves, I guess. Um, so we give you content because we're content creators like that. But anyway, that's all for us. For Brandon Walker and Chris Ward, I'm Ty Polk. Thank you for tuning in to the Renegade Blitz. Thank you for listening to the Renegade Blitz podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Renegade Blitz, at our Blitz pod, and at Blitz videos. Read articles on renegadeblitz.com. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. The Renegade Blitz podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you can listen to podcasts.